Welcome to the Culture Guitarist. My name is... What? My name is... What? <laughs> My name... No. No, that's terrible. That is terrible. <laughs> All of these intros are going to be collectively more and more terrible, so I hope you like cheese, dear listener. This is the Culture Guitarist. With me, as always, is my pal, Casper the Catch. Ooh. Ooh. That's oh, better. Yeah. <laughs> and I am... Uh, but your name is Al. I don't know who I am anymore, <laughs> man. I don't know. My name is Al. And uh, I didn't have anything clever to say about myself. So that's going to cost me. I don't have a cool nickname this episode. Damn. Uh, I'll think of something. You'll think of something? Oh, yeah. You Just, got my back. Yeah, yeah, man. It'll come up and... Bros for life. Right. I got so you. So today, today, we're going to focus-ish, because we're not going to be great we at don't focus We don't well, focus well, Al. <laughs> I know, I know. But we're going to try. Hmm. Uh, we're going to cover a couple of things. First off, we're going to talk a little bit about pedal boards. Hmm. We're going to keep it pretty basic, I think. I think so. And then later on, we're going to talk... Uh... Politics. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we're going to touch on the ever-evolving saga of uh, Gibson guitars, because... You just can't have a guitar podcast without talking about the drama. And it's like high school. It's so. It's like high school. I feel like Gibson Guitars broke up with their old girlfriend, i.e., yeah, Henry the J, the infamous Henry J, who's been there forever. And you were like, finally, oh gosh, they're going to be so much less dramatic now. None of the and they just won't give back the fishbowl or something. And now it's like they've got a new CEO, and it's just like they found another way to be dramatic with their new girlfriend. Mm. It's it's just like, oh, Gibson, why? Okay. Anyway. Just more of the same. It's just Gibson being Gibson. And so that's going to be fun. Um, But yeah, let's, let's fire into it. And talk about pedal boards. We we talked a little bit about this last podcast. Yeah, and uh, so we thought it'd be fun to to get a little more neck deep in these waters. But uh, pedal boards, man, they're they're there is they much, are the wardrobe of a guitar. I was player. gonna say they're as much a sonic element as any guitar. Oh yeah, you I know? mean you know some guys that just play the same guitar. They only play one guitar, but their pedal board is like fifty things on it, and right, they're all over the place. Pedal boards are so unique. Generally speaking, mm-hmm. most guitar players' pedal board is completely different than any other guitar player's yeah. pedal board, and it's really... I mean, you can even take a guitar, a guitarist that has all the same pedals as another guitarist, and they can lay their chain out differently and create a wholly different yeah. sonic world, yeah, and it's I really, think that's super cool. Yeah, it's really your fingerprint. Yeah. It's a very unique to you thing. Except you can change it whenever you want. You can change your... I'll help you change your fingerprints, buddy. Really? Listen, I know a guy <laughs> for 500 bucks. You're kidding. Oh, yeah, man. This doesn't involve me actually razor blading my fingertips off, does it? I don't I think saw you should worry... Like Listen, if time. you need to change your fingerprints, I don't think you need to worry about how we do that, okay? Uh, yeah. You just need 500 bucks. Sounds good. All right. We'll talk about that later, too. Um, but pedal boards. So, <laughs> I mentioned last podcast that there's a lot of flavor of the month pedal boards where... On Instagram, somebody will post a really slick picture of a really put-together unit. All these cool pedals that are really climbing the, the trends. And Instagram is really great for for highlighting unique builders and stuff and highlighting those trends, I think, is which is kind of a cool thing about it. But I think there's also a bit of pressure on, on some guys to have some of these. On I shouldn't say guys. I should say people. People. That's a better... Yeah, people. Politically correct. <clears throat> That's right. Well, you know, just trying to be inclusive, right? Yeah. I, you know, that's. Please still listen to our uh, podcast, She Shreds, uh, 
fans. Um, I'm sorry. I'm trying to change my vernacular. Anyways. <laughs> You're like an old dog with new tricks. I, I just, know, man. Damn. You know what? I, I, I <laughs> You almost got the shake I am a pretty I am a pretty uh I, I like to think I'm a pretty progressive person and yeah. I try really hard at that stuff. Absolutely. But right. the hardest part for me is honestly the vernacular. Mm. There's so many new terms, there's so many evolving terms to like, well, this term didn't really cover all the ground and it didn't really include this group and, and so we should try and use this term because it does that and it's like yes i agree with that uh my muscle memory is terrible so you're gonna have to correct me about 50 times do you know what i do i just call everybody dude just i do that dude too. man yeah. i don't get i call my phone a dude <laughs> i call girls that like where that might my, work my ps4 is a dude, dude man i call my wife dude all the time yeah it's yeah, yeah. um back to the topic at hand back to pedal boards <laughs> um i think there is a lot of pressure on on folks to Sometimes, uh, you know, because we curate our lives so much on social media, I think that a lot is of, so true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're not getting the you're not getting the I'm, raw I'm, life. You're I'm getting... crap at that. Like I'm terrible at curating my whole <laughs> existence on social media. <laughs> you're, you're very passive, but you don't post a lot. Nope. You like a lot. You comment. I do, but yeah. I don't. I don't share much. Yeah, that's fine. Some things. That's it's your it's your social media, right? Mm. But I think uh, a lot of folks find pressure with you know you see all these cool pedal boards being posted, and you're there's there's uh there's a feeling of pressure there i think to try and keep Keeping up, with, up the with the joneses, joneses. Yeah. yeah hey get out of my head look at it hey <laughs> uh you we should start a podcast together dude that's such a great idea that's a, oh my gosh you're so smart <laughs> um but yeah pod uh, podcasts podcasts are like thumbprints and everybody has a different distortion pedal something what yeah exactly i know <laughs> pedal boards pedal boards so your pedal board is 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 a really great place to stamp out your your individuality as a guitar player, and uh, so let's let's dive into that. You know, I um, where do we want to start here? Where do you want to oh, start, Casper? I, I don't know. I think um, I mean our I mean my pedal board versus your pedal board they are so worlds apart mm -hmm. um, from uh, what we use to create that son the the sonic footprint that we use or the fingerprint that we use um i mean mine I, I feel like my pedal board is fairly utilitarian by by design i don't have a whole lot of i would say the same about mine though if i were describing it um uh, i would i would compare your doctor scientist atmosphere <laughs> versus my boss rv5 okay listen come on now <laughs> utility versus magnificence i feel okay but and i know but i don't think oh, anybody geez. can argue no that, that the boss rv5 is a great is a great reverb, pedal. A great reverb pedal it does its job it does its it's job. a set and forget does its thing away yeah. you go uh it does not however stack up against a doctor scientist atmosphere <laughs> Okay, or but if, if we were to, let's put this into terms of you were comparing Sputnik, <laughs> yeah, exactly utility. I got like two space, the latest SpaceX rocket. Yes, exactly. It's just really like it's unfair. Uh, no, I don't think it's unfair at all. I'm I'm actually being very serious about our the how okay, worlds okay. apart right, right. the the designs well, but, of, of what we do. You're, okay, so you're comparing two pedals that are very. One is a set and you know it's a one trick kind of thing. You yep. said it. Yeah. Boom. The Doctor Scientist atmosphere is very in very in depth. Very good heavens, you can really get to. You can get go uh, out and buy a Doctor Scientist atmosphere. Yeah. Okay, that's one of the we we love this. Pedal. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Um, it is 
it is kind of one of those pedal uh, pedal of the month things on Instagram right now, which is I suppose it's a very it's a very new product. It only released in twenty eighteen. So, but I I don't think in in any way that should take away from no. its magnificence because it's, it's, it's not it's not just some majestic beast something that everybody looks at and is like ooh shiny but, and the next shiny thing will come up. This is going to have but a if, home on pedal boards for eternity. At its most basic, a doctor scientist atmosphere has sixteen patches. <laughs> yeah, I know. So it's not a you know it. If we're looking at it that way, yeah, you're right. It, it's but when I say utilitarian, I mean everything on my board is there because I have to have it to, to tour to do an yep. origami army show. These are the pedals that have to be on the board. Oh, uh, for all the listeners out there, this is uh, Al of uh, also at the origami <laughs> army. <laughs> yes, on Instagram. I, so please check yeah. out his uh, his that was supposed to be a shout out. It was just supposed to be a. <laughs> oh, I, I took it. Okay. It's mine. <laughs> I'm giving Al the shout out for the Thank you. Me. Fantastic music. Anyhow. Back to the, oh, wait, so wait. utilitarian because all the things on my board are things I use on, on tour. Okay. Each pedal is there because it is a functional serving. Yes. But if you unit. were, if you were racing, uh, cars, you would want a Ferrari like you have, not a Jeep like I have. Well, sure. But if I utilitarian were four by fouring, I wouldn't take the Ferrari. No. Okay. But I'm, when I'm saying utilitarian, I just mean like. I don't have my overdrive pedal on my board because I don't use overdrive for for your show, my shows. Yep. Um, I also recently pulled off my beautiful, my beautiful beloved uh, preamp, my Night Owl Oscar, my Night Owl Industries Oscar preamp. I offered to give it a home. It has a home. It has a home somewhere where it gets used used and loved. It's used and loved in my home. Yeah. You stop, stop, get your grubby mitts off my Oscar. <laughs> Go buy your own. Oscar has a home. He gets used. But he doesn't get toured mm. right now. <laughs> so it's not on the board. Got it. So my I that's what I say when my pedal board is utilitarian is because it is the absolute minimum that has to be there for touring nothing is on there that isn't used in my touring got you and i would say your board is utilitarian just in a very different way because it is very utilitarian and functional Mm -hmm. it has very limited functions not not so much limited actually i cover a lot of bases here but yeah um i'm not uh i'm not carrying 16 reverb patches and so on and so on no 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 but you're you're i i described your board earlier as the ultimate buskers board and I, and I think that that might help highlight some reasons why it's it's utilitarian because you've got some basic guitar stuff on there. You've got a looper on there and you've got some vocal stuff on there. Mm-hmm. And it's all in one tidy little board that does everything you need it to and is easy to set up. Mm-hmm. Which we can we can post a bunch of pictures about how um, Al and I built our pedal boards, actually. Which, yeah. Oh, I was so, much so fun. excited. To, yeah. yeah. That was that was a blast building these pedal boards. And. Um, quite simple. And I did take a pretty detailed step-by-step. Right. Of how um, we've kind of yeah. manufactured these things or yeah. yours in particular. Mine in particular. Mine is, mine is much the same, just a little larger. Yeah. Uh, yours was, yours was kind of the prototype to how we did mine. Yours came first and we used everything you learned on yours mm. to apply to mine and mine we went way more in depth on. Um, sizing it to size, what you yeah, needed was, and, and fitting it, was it into fun. your... It was it a lot was of fun. fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, so I, I'm just going to briefly describe uh, my signal chain, hmm. and then you can briefly describe your signal chain. Sounds good. Just to give our listeners uh, kind of the uh, the signal path of what's going on here. 
So um, on my board, and I'm just, sorry folks, I'm just kind of <laughs> terribly fast looking up a, a picture of it so that uh, I'm not lying to you. But on my board, currently as it is right now, um, while I'm still halfway through my quest of going all Canadian um, with my pedals, I'm running into a Boss TU3, um, into a Keeley Katana Boost. Out of the Katana Boost, I am going into, and please don't give me any flack for this right now, I, just, <laughs> I have to rearrange the uh, patch order. Um, but this is kind of, the board is halfway in transition, so this is why it's a little out of No order. excuses, I'll just keep going. All right, fine. <laughs> uh, I'm going into reverb pedals and then delay, and I feel bad. But uh, out of the Keeley Katana Boost, I'm going into my Dr. Scientist Atmosphere, out of the atmosphere into a Strymon Flint. Um, after the Strymon Flint, I have my Dr. Scientist Boost Bot. Out of the Boost Bot, I'm going into a Empress Effects Ecosystem. And then out of the ecosystem, I run over to my looper, which is a Boss RC300. So none of you can see this, but sitting here watching Al describe his pedal board, my grin went from a meek smirk to <laughs> a full ear-to-ear -ear grin by the time, like actual like open mouth smile by the time he got to the Empress. It's like every effect on that board has so much amazing quality. I am envious i am really happy with it i i really am i and honestly it's uh it's all fairly new mm. uh, to me the oldest thing on there oh well, obviously is your tuner but the tuner really, the, actually the keely and the key oh the katana yeah. boost right the the katana boost is older than my tu3 it is my longest serving effect uh and the only reason that it's older than the tu3 is because i liked the leds of the tu3 better than the tu2 i had before it so I bought a TU3 completely unnecessarily because a TU2 will last you to the end of the apocalypse. Um, please, if somebody out there has actually broken a boss tuner, explain to me what monster truck you ran over it with, <laughs> what volcano you threw it into. I want to know how you did it. Yeah, and post pictures. Yeah, because <laughs> they, they're invincible. Um, but the key, so the Katana Boost was has been on there for forever. It's just it's such a great pedal. It's such a a versatile you wouldn't think a one knob on off pedal could be so versatile but it is one of those pedals that it just sounds great when it's on yeah and so for a lot of years on my boards it would just be there and be on so aside from those two um you don't have much on your board that you didn't haven't acquired in the last you know few months yeah no like I, even I, the flint is still fairly new the flint is very new i've uh, you've owned a flint before though nope oh i thought you did no you know, everything on there uh, otherwise is, is uh, less than six months old. Mm -hmm. I've, uh, and but the reason for that is... RC300 aside, though. RC300 aside. The RC300, uh, I've been using Boss Loopers for very long time. About six years. Mm. Um, so just a, it's a little bit of background on, on why everything is so new. A couple of months back, right after I... I traded a pedal uh, and got the flint no no i didn't trade a pedal um nope. i sold my amp i sold my beloved amp. No, oh no no that's you the, went to long and mcquade and that's it. yeah i did but no i i did sell some stuff to allow for the purchase of of the flint uh because i wanted great reverb and great tremolo 
and uh, and I got it. And the it. Flint is a great package oh, for that. Such a great package, yeah. yeah. If you're if you're if you're a keep it simple, stupid type person like I am, <laughs> um, a Flint is a pretty hard pedal to beat for a reverb and tremolo. I do got to say, Fender, uh, and I'm trying to think of the name of it. Fender's new line of pedals. Oh. Um, has a pedal in there that is uh, the it's it's the Flint. It's <laughs> made by Fender. It's tremolo and reverb in a pedal form, and it sounds great. Uh, I think it costs about a third less than the Flint or 25% less than the Flint. So if you're looking for an alternative that's a little more cost-effective. Is that the Triverb or Treverb? Um, yeah, maybe. Is that an older older version? No, no, no. no. Fender's, Fender just released this whole new pedal range in the last year or last two years. So I think I think the Treverb, yeah. That's a... That's a, a, a Tremolo reverb. It's, it's a, not a terrifically creative name, but no, but it's, it serves it, a purpose. Yeah. I think that's it. It's the the digital reverb tremolo. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, like and to, and to credit Fender, I mean they were the originators of. They were the. I mean, I don't know if they were the first to do it, but they were the people that made that combo popular in a combo amp. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't. It's uh, we're looking at uh, their. They showcased it at the 2019 NAM. So it's that is. Oh the, yeah, the, that's yeah. a very new one. Yeah. So check that pedal out. It's really good. Uh, I might have bought that instead of the Flint had I had it been an option. Um, mm. That being said, so I so right after I bought the Flint, I got this idea in my head that I thought it would be. I, I it was an offhand comment that turned into an idea I really liked, and then it turned into a goal uh, of an all Canadian made pedal board. Everything on the board being all Canadian made. For, if you're listening to this and you're not in Canada, that's where we are. We're we're Canadian, and. Um, you know, like everybody else, we want to we want to support our local people as much as we can. Not that we don't want to support the international guys, because like well, we're talking about Fender and Strymon and both U.S. brands. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so the more I got thinking about the all Canadian board, the more I was just I just fell in love with the idea. And now it's uh, it's a goal that I'm on and I'm striving really hard towards. The trick is. I actually don't make a lot of money because I'm a touring musician. <laughs> I'm a very uh, uh, financially limited resources that's a, that's a person. Yes. Yeah, li- limited means occupational um, hazard. <laughs> yeah, you know, it is what it is. I don't make a lot of money. I don't have spare cash to, to throw around on pedals all willy-nilly. So I got to plan my purchases out. Um, and for me, that means with this Canadian pedal board quest that predominantly in order to get one, I'm selling another or trading it tomato, tomato. So <laughs> I feel a little bad about this cause I haven't had the Flint very long, but it's already like, it's on the way out the door mm. as is the, cause you had a Strymon timeline. I had a Strymon timeline up until, up until very recently, not even been a month. Yeah. And that was been replaced by the Empress. Yeah. And that was a hard one for me because the Strymon Timeline it's gorgeous. is a fantastic pedal. It mm. is an utterly fantastic pedal. I haven't played a Strymon pedal yet that hasn't been just like, oh, well, this is perfect tone. Yeah. <laughs> this is exactly what you want one of these to do. And So, oh. so uh, upon returning home with the Empress, though, I do recall your overly giddy oh, my gosh, yeah. review. Yeah. Uh, on, like we were was, on the phone or we were messaging or something. Yeah. We were just like, oh my yeah. God. Well, and, and to, you know, so not to slight Strymon. No, no, that's not Because I mean. it's an impeccable pedal. 
The Empress ecosystem is very new. I think it's been a year or something. It's it's really recently out. So they've had a lot more years of uh, time to put into this thing. And it's a dual engine delay. It's a, it's a wonderful, fantastic pedal. And it's made right here in Canada. So that's what I'm running for my delay. Um, so the, the Strymon is, is on the way out. Uh, the Empress and Dr. Scientist stuff, all Canadian made. Uh, and Dr. Scientist was great, and I got to actually go to Dr. Scientist's uh, home base and uh, meet Ryan and Neil from Dr. Scientist and hang out with them for the afternoon and pick up my atmosphere in person, which uh, is not a, I don't, I think almost nobody gets to do that. That was a pretty cool privilege. Um, Indeed. And they, and they, I'm a little jealous I was at work that day. <laughs> yeah, I was sad you couldn't come with me too, man. And uh, they hooked me up with a boost bot as well, which was super generous and kind of them. And I'm very grateful for that. Super cool little yeah. buffer pedal. Like, that thing is great. Yeah, so that, that was my buffer. that I, I needed to get a Canadian-made buffer. They provided. Uh, it will act as a boost, but it's not foot-switchable, so I'm not using it as that. Uh, it does meter my volume input, which is great, because I have this little Slidey, LED meter really great. <laughs> actively going while I play that I have to not stare at, because it's... <laughs> Super fun. Um, and the atmosphere is just textural worlds that I can't stop exploring. But that's that's my pedal. It's That's my pedal board as it is right now. And uh, that's going to be very much changing very soon because three out of the six pedals that I have on my board are American and will be... Going. And we're gonna we're gonna kind of contain your quest for all Canadian to the surface of the eighteen by twelve pedal board that we've built for you, right? Yeah. So yeah. not I don't know that there is well, a, a Canadian is it 21, builder. Twenty one by thirteen, I think, is the twenty one. I thought it was eighteen. Uh, whatever. Whatever. It doesn't matter. But we're 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 gonna contain that that quest to the the surface yeah. of your pedal board exactly, uh, and not include the RC three hundred because no. I don't know that there is a, a Canadian built. Um. There Loop kind of is like will... it, it would be obnoxious and annoying. The only thing I can think of that would do it is uh, the Empress Reverb pedal, kind of the the reverb equivalent of the Ecosystem, and I, I think it's just called the Empress Reverb. Um, it does have a looper function. It has a looper function, as many things do. I mean, I've got, I think I have two pedals on my board right now that have loop functions yeah it's becoming quite not not to mention my rc30 but yeah like the, it's it's a common enough thing to yeah. have a looper built into a lot of delay pedals and stuff so i could do that but it would it wouldn't be the most practical way of doing what i do in a live right. show so i'm not i'm yeah it's, it's just to the effects pedal section of the board yep is going all canadian <clears throat> if uh, a really great canadian company starts making some sort of rc300 equivalent Yes, absolutely. I will explore that. But right. uh, and you're still on the hunt, correct, for a Canadian-built tuner? Yes. Yeah, that's the challenging one. Um, ninety percent of that challenge for, is just me getting over it. Yeah. Because you can run you your can't boss kill a boss tuner. tuner. You, you can just run your boss tuner over with and, a bulldozer. And yeah, yeah, every board I've ever had has had either a TU2 on it or this TU3. I've only ever owned one TU2 before this. Mm. I didn't ever have to rebuy these pedals. These are just, they last forever. Yeah. And uh, I'm just, it's it's become a bit of a, a superstition at this point to not have a boss tuner on my board. Mm. 
I you know the t- the Polytune is a you got a Polytune I do great I have pedal a Polytune version one yeah yeah the Polytune Mini is fantastic and and arguably takes up a way smaller footprint and frees up more space, um so that would be nice in that sense but I've always stuck to the Boss one because can't yeah. kill it can't right. kill it I've killed just about every pedal under the sun can't kill a Boss tuner so that's going to be the hard one to replace um I do know of one um. I'm not going to name them. No. I know of one Canadian company making tuners. Um, and they make two different tuners. Um, and they're on the second version of them. And the first version didn't have horrible reviews, but it didn't have like wonderful reviews. Yeah. It was kind of just uh, lukewarm. And uh, which is kind of a weird thing to me. Like it's a tuner. How does it get lukewarm reviews? It, it either works or doesn't. Mm-hmm. Either it tunes accurately, or it or doesn't. It doesn't. And that my could mind come is down to. I mean, I don't know what the the interface looks like. You know, I mean, obviously the Polytune and the Tu two and three are much different from one yeah. another. Uh, I, I do pr- prefer the full digital display on my Polytune uh, over the sweeping LEDs in the right. in the Boss pedals. But that's just yeah. I think this is what I have, I and, think I, the, and I like this it. company. I'm thinking of theirs is more along the lines of a Polytune. Mm, okay, it's kind of a that style display. Um. But it's the lukewarm thing that's really like, and that was for the version one in, the, in that company's defense, if you happen to know who the company I'm talking about is, which again, I'm not naming them. Uh, the, the version one got a lukewarm general review right. online. and uh, But I don't know anybody in person who's played any of their tuners, so that's where I'm having trouble kind of like, well, how do I how do I really know what the truth is? Because a lot of this you know, could have gotten a lukewarm reception simply because it doesn't say boss or yeah. polytune. Right. It's not one of the big the big brands. Yeah, because outside, yeah. honestly, outside of Boss NTC, like Boss is has been forever the king of that domain, mm. the tuner pedalboard domain. TC has managed to make enough of an impact that they're in there, and then everybody else kind of makes one because there's like this weird obligation, like, well, we make enough pedals that we kind of have to make our own version of a tuner. Just right, can't leave that section of the you know market untapped. Yeah, you know, I get it. So, yeah, you can buy some form of a Dunlop MXR tuner or Diodario has a tuner out. Or everybody's got... Danamatic, even. Yeah. Behringer. <laughs> Dan Electro, Behringer, Fender. They all make tuners that are all on pedals. And they they are not taking market away from Boss. No. Um, the only person, p- company doing that is TC Electronics. And I don't think they're even coming close to what Boss does. Um, they're the big boys <laughs> in the market, man. That's it is what it is, right? <laughs> I just gave Al a very snooty, <laughs> like, I am an elitist and I like boss. No, but it, okay, it's not that. It's it's like saying, I don't think a tuna takes up as much water as a freaking whale. No, okay, I see what you mean. You Market know, share, you mean. Yeah. Yeah, no, they've definitely got it cornered for sure. Yeah. You, I mean, they do, it, they do it very well. Yeah. And nobody can argue that. No, and there's a reason JHS doesn't make a tuner. Right? Yeah. you got to be a pretty big company to get into that market. So the big companies, Diodario, um, you know, TC, Fender, Boss, they make tuners because they're at a certain point they're obligated to, and, and, and all fine and daddy. JHS has a different game plan going on. Why would they make a tuner? Mm-hmm. Boss does a great tuner. And well, hence why it's been such a struggle to find yeah. that Canadian brand tuner that, that you know, the Canadian-made exactly. product to, to fit super this. super what I'm having trouble with is finding a... Anyway, so that's right. That's the, the real hiccup. 
Um, let's talk about your board. Let's let's talk, talk walk 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 us through the input chain because you've, yeah, so you've got more than one input chain on there. I have two. Yeah, I have two two total. Um, so uh, first we're coming in through uh, my TC Electronics Polytune version one, um, and from there I actually am going to uh, an ART uh, ABY. Uh, which then splits my signal chain, uh, and I'll talk about the the guitar specific chain first. Um, so the guitar specific chain uh, comes out of the ABYA channel, uh, heads into a uh, electroharmonic soul food, um, and from there uh, comes over to my. I believe I'm in the proper order here now. <laughs> I am going delay, delay then reverb. then my reverb. Yeah. So I've got a a, a TC Electronics uh, Nova delay. Uh, which I picked up used for a great deal. Um, it's you know I'd love to shout out to the fellow that that was selling that pedal for a screaming deal, and <laughs> I am very pleased with how how much functionality this thing has for the utilitarian really yeah. real need that I have yeah, for delay. It's a really in, it's it's an interesting pedal because it's got a lot of t delay types on it. Yes. You can do presets. Yes, tap and, tempo, but the, it's it's from a weird era from TC Electronics where they were coming out of the G system right. and the G major rack mount stuff. Yeah. Um, and just starting to get into the pedal stuff. Right. So you've used the Nova system. Nova system. Before. Nova yeah. They, yeah. Were, they were exploring things like that. And this is that's where this pedal came into the world. Right. And so the... it's kind of like an odd to our way of thinking in 2019 almost an odd user interface it's an unfashionable way of doing pedals now uh, yeah, certainly yeah yeah but phenomenal oh yeah, yeah uh, i've been i've been i mean exploring everything that it does yeah. for me and like i say my my needs are a little more utilitarian it does a whole, whole hell of a lot more than i actually needed to and, then and that's that's great for inspiration down yeah. the road and then and you're into your boss reverb uh, that's right. Then I'm into a Boss RV5, um, which is another one of those just kind of set and forget things. Uh, I don't utilize everything it does. Uh, I'm a I'm I'm a plate reverb guy. I like that. Yeah. Um, and you know, I I kind of set it to to how it best complements my my acoustic guitar, and right away we go. And then you're into your looper. Uh, correct. From the reverb, then I'm into uh, my Boss RC R C30. Right. Yeah. And and your your other. My other input. chain is very short. Uh, it actually just, I take the B channel out of the, the ART, ABY, and I, I send that into the guitar in signal on uh, a TC Helicon play acoustic, and that's my vocal effects processor. So that's, that gives me some, you know, a little added reverb for vocal. Uh, I, again, I don't even really utilize everything that that, that that pedal does and everything it's capable of. It does right. have but loop you're, you're, functions. Yeah, it's, and, an, it's an input. It's, yep, it, yeah, exactly. So then, and then that, I can, I can split the signal out to stereo very easily from here um you know and i and i and i often do right. yeah and does that run into the looper as well nope or uh, it can i i have before i run into a little bit of interference problems going right. uh, no, I know, into I know, the stereo I, okay. input, I knew it so. could i just didn't know if in your current uh, in my iteration. current in configuration it does not okay. i was running into far too much uh interference so okay. and feedback so well, that's, that's fair enough yeah. yeah so that's it man and i i do have a a boss fs6 um uh, expression pedal for my looper it is currently not in uh, in any way shape or form connected to the looper uh, i think i'm going to be uh, changing up for something a little bit smaller footprint as i have been ridiculed for its size <laughs> extensively that would be by, by the me. gentleman to yeah, the left that of would me be by me 
it does Listen, take up boss and i love you an incredible amount of space yeah. it does it, it well, takes I, up three pedals worth of space i don't know if that's is that their current model the fs7 uh is is, is the rocker switch that's the new one like yep. does it replace the fs6 I, the... I don't know that it replaces it but it definitely takes and engages both a and b switches in a single pedal footprint and has a rocker much smaller much footprint. smaller footprint and yeah. more versatile still runs on t uh um like TRS, so it's still a stereo right. signal to, but right. that, to okay. the looper and runs both of the auxiliary functions for the expression pedal on the looper. Yeah. Yeah. Of which only one of them I actually use. Yeah. I mean, and I'm sure everybody who has a pedal board is familiar with this. I mean, space is a premium. Mm. You, you know? And it's funny that you say that because when, when we were modifying the size of your board, because literally the, the components we purchased for your board and for my board, were they were identical. We purchased the same the same uh, unit to create the pedal board with, uh, and then we modified the size of yours down by six inches or five inches. Yeah. Um, and so, in doing that, or maybe it was only four inches. However, uh, in doing that, I was I was like, man, you're nuts! Like you have so much going on in your pedal board, and you're more of a mega maybe a Tetris master than I am, and have managed <laughs> to to utilize the footprint of your pedal board. I have a little bit of an OCD about things being in straight lines, and 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 you don't. Um, that being said, I thought you were nuts for cutting yours down. And then when I now have a little bit better idea of how I'm going to lay this out, I'm actually going, man, I got a lot of space extra. Yeah. Even though a couple of yeah. my pedals are huge by yeah. comparison to some of the stuff on your board. But, uh, and, and <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so we'll, we'll post this and we, and we touched on it already, but both of our pedal boards uh, we made, um, I was running a, a Gator made pedal board for, for years, years and years and years. This Which thing is still here, by the way. Still, yeah. <laughs> it's still kicking. Um, this this Gator board served me functionally very well. Uh, it lasted going on tours all around the world. It, 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 it was great. Mm -hmm. But it was made of particle board. It was very Wrap, heavy. Wrapped in Tolex or something yeah, like it was, Tolex. Yeah, it was Tolex and wrapped and, yeah. and had the Velcro on it. Uh, it, it, it's great flaws were its weight and you couldn't run the cables underneath. So all the cabling was on top, all your power cables were up top, all your patch cables were up top. And, you know, after you run a board like that for so long, it, it stops looking tidy no matter what mm -hmm, you do. Mm -hmm. it, it just, you can't make that look tidy forever. Um, so I wanted a new board and you didn't have a pedal board. That's right. Yeah, I wasn't running a board at all. I kind of when I did use pedals, there were limited amounts, you know, my looper and maybe one or two others at most, and I would just lay them out on the floor and, you know, that was it. Yeah, so I we... was one of I was one of those. God. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't I didn't have a need. You didn't need them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we I'm not sure where the original idea came from. I think uh, I think, uh, and God help me for saying this, but I think the originator of the pedal board build that we did was from a post on Pedal Boards of Doom Facebook group, which Oof. is... We're not going to go into that too, too deep. Yeah, it's one of those groups where it's like, it can be okay, but then you can also get into like a dumpster fire of just like people slandering. Slanderous things, and, yeah. yeah. It's an atmosphere we're trying to not. We don't want to. We want to foster into. positivity. Yeah, we yeah. Like the positive. So, but I think I, I think the person that told that suggested the idea to us actually got it from somebody on there. Um, but we got 
metal shelves from Home Depot. And uh, I forget the original size of them or what the name of the shelf That was. is it. Well, yours, yeah, but I don't remember the dimensions. Uh, it's 24 by 13, 24 by I think 13. 13 inches deep, yeah. Yep. Uh, so we took these metal shelves and at their most basic, <laughs> Velcroed them and just turned them into pedal boards because they're a wedge-shaped yep. board. A really convenient angle, actually. It's a great it's... platform. It's like a nice nice angle to it. Mine, the the build we'll share will be mine because this is the one we took all the pictures and video of. Right. Um, and in doing mine, we went as far as like we drilled out rivets. Yep. Spot uh, welds. Spot welds, sorry. Um. And we, we shortened, we cut off sections of pedal board, and we shortened it by about five inches or something, something like that. Something like that. And uh, re-put it, re -put and, it back uh, together. We enlarged all the, it, it came with a... The, the whole pedal board was filled with the square-shaped square, holes. Little square-shaped yeah. holes, and we enlarged. We took a step drill, and we enlarged all of them, all of them That's right. on the surface of the board. Yeah. So, so for cable passages underneath. Yeah, so all my cables it does it does sit up at the back at what? It's got to be... You're sitting it's right there. What is it? Three, four or five four inches? inches? Yeah. It sits. It's it's quite quite aloft in so the back. Got, so it's got, got room, room underneath for your for your power supply. Mm -hmm. uh, for I've got well, I've got my power supply and a whole power bar under there, um, and the power bar is coming out the side using uh, a, a a computer a PC style input PC jack, style input as, jack yeah. as most as all of us use on our amps and whatnot in the guitar world. Yeah. So I simply plug a cable into the side, and my board is powered. Yep. It's, it turns on automatically. Um, As does mine. We did the same thing. Yeah, we did the yep. same thing on both boards. Um, and then uh, one of our future projects we haven't gotten to yet is to wire up uh, in and outs on the boards so that we just plug cables right in, our input-output cables. Yep. That will come. In as well. Um, yeah, you can go to Home Depot. You can buy this shelf. Um and with very little modification, you can have a pretty good pedal board. You could literally just paint the the, the Velcro on and Which launch. Which is a friend of ours just did that. He similar. He did yeah. no. <laughs> he, he just very little. He did drill a couple of holes, but did he drill a couple of holes? But okay. Very little. He but basically he just bought the shelf, slapped the Velcro on top, walked away happy as a clam. And it works. And it works just fine. Yep. Uh, we went pretty in depth. We cut off a little, little extra tabs. We enlarged the holes. We added power supplies. We, was, yeah, we yeah. The power we had plugs. a blast, an absolute. Blast. It was great. <laughs> so much fun. And in, um, in, in in our spare time, it ended up taking a couple of weeks to really get them both put together. And, yeah. And, and I mean, I think I would do similar with the holes be, that that we did with yours and step yeah. drill them all next time. Yeah. Uh, or I might do that in the future with this one. I'm not sure. I th well, I think we'll end up doing it to that one for sure. I mean, but I ha I knew. I knew for a certainty yeah. I had to drill these holes out because I knew my pedal board was going to change and grow and change and things were coming on and go going off. And, yeah. And I was going to repatch it a bazillion times and I knew I was going to need holes everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. And it was going to be, yeah. Uh, if I'd had a choice, I might have drilled the holes even a little bit bigger. Yeah, I would have gone up to one, one size inch. bigger, I think. Because yeah. they're, they're three quarter now. You can get two um, cables in and out. It takes a little bit of Jimmy rigging. A little bit of a little bit of finessing yeah. uh, to get two cables. Uh, you know, once there's one, I have actually there's one patch on here that has three coming through one hole. Yeah, and yeah, it, it does it. it does work, but it, it's you can do it. It's, it's a tight. little bit tight. That being said, if we drilled them bigger, well, you're losing strength. Yeah, structural integrity so. may have been affected, especially drilling them all the way you did. But yeah, it was it was it was a fun fun project. I had a lot of fun doing it. Um. But your your pedal board defines 
your your sonic. Well, thing. not defines you, but it reflects you. Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot of fun, and and I think uh, a lot of like say what you've got going on on your pedal board and the and the sonic elements that you that you create um, it is really a, a testament to how much time you've spent playing and and gigging and and, oh, and the, the the career that you've built um <laughs> no i i like to call well i mean you've heard me say this i'm sure a bunch of times but i i consider myself a smoke and mirrors guy, guy. <laughs> yeah well hey man that's... A, a lot of what i'm doing sounds a lot more complicated than it is and it's because i have some pedals there that i can yeah but you you know you're uh you utilize them effectively, and and, <laughs> and that just comes down to the, the sheer time that you, and and well, developing you. your sound, right? Whereas you know, I like you said in the last one, you know, I started playing guitar considerably later in my in my life, so uh, I'm still feeling out the basics and and getting the and getting the. I mean, I am super pleased with the way everything works yeah. on my pedal board. I and, mean, uh, you know, but the, it's advantages, right? Like, advantages and disadvantages. I have had more time to really deep dive into effects mm. you have wasted so much less money oh. <laughs> that is definitely true I, and in, in just about every aspect of of the music i make i have spent absolutely so much less money than pretty much everyone i have owned five dl4s that's crazy that is crazy that's crazy that is. <laughs> the last one i bought uh knowing i probably wouldn't like it very much but I was kind of convincing myself, like, no, it's got three patches. That and wasn't that long ago. It wasn't. It was literally last year. Yeah. Yeah. Now, listen, I, uh, now I feel like I have to say this. Mm. If you love a DL4, that's great. It actually is really a fantastic pedal. Um, I had just been... This is the Line 6 DL4. Delay. The Line 6 DL4. Yeah. Fantastic. The delay modeler. Fantastic pedal. I had been running a very specific type of delay for a while before prior to having my last deal for before last year. So it sounds so funny when you say it like that. I know it does sound weird. <laughs> so the first three deal fours, I simply wore them out. Like, like they, foot switches or circuitry yeah, or foot switches. They got glitchy and that mm. kind of thing. Like th that's one of the flaws of deal four has is the foot switches tend to go. Um, it's a pretty well known thing about them. They can't be repaired or uh, they can, but you can get there's companies. There's loophole effects out there who, you know, there's companies like them who specialize in, uh, upgrading your switches and mm. modifying DL4s. There's a world of cool modded DL4 options out there that you can do. Yeah. Where at a, at a tap, you can switch into looper mode and out of looper mode. And the DL4 does not have tap tempo easily? It has tap tempo. You is have, it easily accessible, yep. kind of like the Nova? It's and, always, there's always oh, tap tempo okay. on every mode. You have three savable banks. Right. Um, with each with their own foot switch, and then you have tap tempo. And so some of the mods you can do are you can have a foot switch added to the DL4 that'll switch into looper mode or out. You can have another foot switch added so that it'll add another three presets. So you can have six on there with tap tempo. You can upgrade the switches. And that sure. Thing. There's a lot of cool things out there. It's versatile. If Yeah, a DL4 is still a fantastic pedal. Don't, yeah. don't you know, my, I'm a little turned off with them right now, but that's my journey or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I'm. But it, it's a fantastic pedal. It's a legacy effect for Line 6. They're, they should never not make that pedal. Mm. I think it's time for an upgrade. It needs to be smaller. Mm. It could have updated sounds. It could weigh less than seven pounds. It could, yeah. You could have less of a boat anchor. It doesn't need a freaking battery compartment, Line 6. Right? And it uses... Why? C cells or D cells? C, C's or D's. It's Big so batteries. 
the battery compartment alone is a tiny apartment waiting for some millennial. <laughs> it's like unnecessary. That. Yeah. Shrink the footprint down of that pedal. Get rid of the battery compartment. Upgrade the power adapter because it's the worst. Isn't that the reverse reverse polarity? It's reverse polarity, and right. it's one of those power adapters where you have three feet of cable, a giant plastic box that is oddly heavy, mm. and then three more feet of cable. Mm-hmm. It's obnoxious, and it's 20 years old. Time for an update. Yeah. The, oh, but, I was going to hit the music stand. That pedal is great. It just... I would love to see them carry the old version forward into the future. Fine. Call it the legacy version. Mm. Make an updated Classic. version. Version 2.0 that has all of these things corrected. But, yeah. So. And we are uh, we are offering consultation services <laughs> to Line 6 should should you require them. <laughs> would, you, would you like to know how to improve your company? Call the Culture Guitarist. Yeah, we got your back. For the low, low price of $80,000, mm. uh, we will offer consultation on product development and... Uh, R&D. Mm. Just let us know what you need. We'll help you out. Um, that being said, so this uh, we talked about pedal boards a little bit longer than I anticipated, but um, that's okay. Um, let's really briefly and abruptly <laughs> switch gears. Whoa, where are we going now? Well, we <laughs> where, 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 where are you taking Gibson. us? Out? I want to. I want to at least touch on it. Okay. Gibson guitars. Oh my. Oh boy. The saga continues. It's up and down. Um, so if you've been if you're a guitar player and you're not uh, fresh on guitar player news, which you might have a life, so you know that's very possible you don't. Um, for anybody who's a guitar player and follows guitar related stuff on the internet and hasn't been living under a social media rock, holy smokes, Gibson Guitars has had a time. I don't even know Eastern how to. Canadians would I don't say. even know how to feature this. So for the last decade. It would be safe to say Gibson's guitar charisma mm, has one. somewhat nosedived. Indeed. Their quality control really uh, suffered some brutal hits. Their pricing went uh, a little bit bananas. Um, boogie van less Pauls, anyone? <laughs> Come on, man. Those are sweet. <laughs> oh, man. Listen, if I'd had the option to buy a brand new Les Paul Standard, painted like a boogie van? 70s boogie van colors... For the same price as a Les Paul standard? Sure. Absolutely, man. <laughs> yep. Bring on the boogie. The yellow, orange, and brown. Let me have it. Yes. <laughs> but that's not the price these things came out at. No. Not they at all. came out at $4,899. Bananas. Bananas. So, Gibson. A little crazy on the pricing, a little lacking on the quality. Weirdly robotic. A <laughs> little bit of uh, technology that no one asked for, solving problems that no one had shoved down our throats. Being forced to consume. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Weird things. Adjustable brass nuts. I mean, there could be arguments made for all these advancements, sure. Um, much like Line 6 that uh, we were just talking about, that should have been an optional thing, mm. not forced. So, of course, after years of... Uh, Kind of being slapped around by a pencil mustache wearing CEO. <laughs> Did you ever have you seen a picture oh, of yes. Henry? I love and it. And that thin That's little a, yeah. That is the mustache of a Batman villain. Ooh. You know the like the line or, right along here? Who's the who's the editor from Spider Man? J. Jonah James. Jonah no, that guy had a thick mustache. Was I don't know, was it? 
It was yeah. It's it's a real like it was almost a Hitler stash on J. Jonah Jameson. But, mm, yes. Okay, I'm but, mistaken. But Henry J.'s mustache was like it was the like the like that. Well, that was a cool mustache in like the 30s. Sure. Like if and you way were, too much time to maintain. Oh my gosh! Like uh, every yeah. day you'd have to have somebody taking a look at that little soup strainer just to <laughs> try and keep it in shape like that. But Seriously. for the love of God, if you're not Prince. Mm. And you're not Prince because the purple one has left us, and no one is. No one is Prince. No. So if and if you're Prince, yeah, do it, man. Rock Own the pencil it. stash. Yep. Go for it. For all of us who are not Prince, no, no, hard no. Grow a mustache, shave your mustache. I don't care. Don't do that. If you would have gotten a punch in the face by Batman, shave your mustache. Change it up. <laughs> All right, so, so Henry J. That was a J, long time talking about Henry yeah. J.'s mustache. Well, you know what? It deserved to. It deserved to be said. Yeah, somebody had to say it. Henry J. ran Gibson a little bit like uh, an aggressive division of the military. I want to say. Um, we have to. You have to kind of touch on though that he had a time. Yeah, where... he did save. He he. Under him and his his board of directors, when they bought Gibson in the eighties, rescued they really rescued the company, and yeah. I will acknowledge that. Okay, and then they did exactly what put Gibson in dire straits in the seventies again. Yeah, and put it in dire straits again. So Gibson goes bankrupt. I think most people are aware of Gibson going bankrupt. Henry gets fired. He gets the CEO golden parachute. A new CEO is brought in. New cash infusion comes in to get Gibson out of financial dire straits. And uh, we enter a new chapter under J.C. Curley, the current CEO, who promptly makes a really great six-month PR campaign of improving quality, showing people how much they get it, and they got to bring the classics yeah. back to the classics, and the modern stuff can be modern stuff. We're going to focus on the core legacy Everybody you know, was really and, excited, myself included. Right? And spokespeople were... Everybody the, you know, was saying Gibson's back. It was yeah. it was everywhere. Everybody was saying it. We had cool models coming out. The ES-137. Or no, ES-235, sorry. 235, yeah. ES-235. ES-137's always been out there. Um, Then, all of a sudden, a, a little bit of a surprise to us, we get the now infamous Play Authentic video which lasted less than 24 hours before getting yanked off the internet. Mark Agnesi sitting there. If you don't know who Mark Agnesi is, check him out. There's some cool videos out there. Um, that is a great little segue, too, that I'm feeling like this was twofold. Not only yeah. hard on Gibson, it was hard, hard on, on Mark. Mark. Yeah. yeah. And I got to keep this brief because we got to yeah. wrap this up. And I have somewhere, I have a date with my wife to get to, dear listeners. Yeah, that's right. Somebody was stupid enough to marry me. What up? And it wasn't me. It wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> Next time around, buddy. Yeah. That's it. There's always a future ex, Mrs. Peterson. <laughs> Anyways. So we're in a new era of Gibson. And they've, they've, they did an amazing job of getting this PR together. Then, rather suddenly. Out of nowhere. Play authentic video. Yeah. Mark Agnesi aggressively threatening to lawsuit the heck out of people. 
and we're coming for you and weird threats about paying Gibson to allow their Licensing. brand on television stuff, yeah. which is super not how that works. <laughs> but uh, okay, that's free advertising that you should have to pay for, Gibson. But what, whatever. The video got such horrible backlash. It had immediately been removed. Yeah. 24 hours. It was gone. You can still find it out there if you look around. There's enough people that... You uh, dig deep enough, yeah. yeah. If there's uh, new copies up on YouTube. Thanks, Internet! Yay! <laughs> uh, the Internet is forever, folks. Um, so that happens. Gibson kind of goes radio silent on social media for almost two weeks, which is an eternity. And then... And then... Sue's Dean Guitars. Over five... Um, shapes uh, yeah something like that. I, i'm not gonna basically they're they're they've seen dean over the uh, explore is shape which uh dean calls the z mm-hmm. they've the sued dean over the v which i don't remember what dean calls that one but it doesn't matter it doesn't matter the point is dean's been making these same body shapes since the 70s and in the 70s there was this other little known company called fender who tried to sue people using their body shapes and lost horribly and has since immediately dropped. And uh, so Fender's not sued people like over the body shapes since then. And uh, really hasn't been litigious really at all. Fender's been kind of a little more easygoing comparatively than Gibson. Um, lost the, the body lawsuit. And uh, so, yeah, the, you know how that saga ends. Everybody in the universe makes a Fender copy and a, and a lookalike, and those are the most widely copied guitars in the history of ever. And probably the most widely played. Yeah. Everybody, everybody makes a Strat. Everybody makes a Tele. There are companies out there that literally make their only guitars they make are age-looking Strats and Tellies. And uh, that's it. Yeah. There's like, I, there's probably 200 companies doing that. So now Gibson's suing Dean. And surprise, surprise, the internet goes, what the heck, guys? What are you, everybody kind of flipped out. Mm. And I was one of them. I was super, super mad at that. Because it really just showed that nothing had changed. Mm -hmm. It just showed mm -hmm. nothing had changed at all. And uh, then Gibson responded with... Um, so the lawsuit from Gibson to yeah. Dean. And then Dean's response. So, well, first, I want to... Uh, <laughs> Oh, to the backlash from the Look, public. Yeah, so so Dean, so Dean, Gibson responds to the backlash over the Dean lawsuit, saying, they're proud of the progress we've made to attention to quality, the launch of these new collections, renewed agreement with Gibson dealer base, and blah, blah, blah. Um, they, now, this is Gibson's statement. And this, this, <laughs> this to me, is like their, their PR department. For that two weeks that Gibson was radio silent on social media, their PR department was busy having a collective scream fest. Uh, in the Gibson boardrooms, just going, ah, what, is, what, how are we going to, you idiots, why did you, oh, we got to fix this, God, you're so dumb. So, one of the official, part of the official statement released by J.C. Curley, James Curley, the CEO of Gibson now, said, it is time to make the modern day shift from confrontation towards collaboration while still protecting our brands, and we are committing to, committed to making this happen starting now. And in the previous half of the statement, he basically blamed the whole thing on Henry J., the former CEO, which is uh, 
Which none of this actually happened until after. Well, I mean, no, there was crap. Well, I, I guess so. Though, uh, and I think the first time they sent a cease and desist letter to Dean was October during, 2017. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, which, I mean, at that point, everybody in the universe knew Henry was getting fired. So whether <laughs> he was actually involved or not, I don't know. I'll give you that. Um, so now, <laughs> Dean has released a statement um, <laughs> talking about Gibson suing them over these designs and stuff. And they re- it's like a response to Gibson's response. Um, and it's pretty basic stuff. So I'm going to read it for you. Um, they're referencing the designs. The designs have been prominently used and promoted for years, and in some instances, decades, the suit reads. All the while, Gibson sat on its purported rights and failed to object, which is 100% true. Mm. Dean has been making these designs since the 70s, Gibson has said. 1976. Nothing. Yeah. Um, the suit goes on to claim that Dean has invested millions of dollars promoting and marketing guitars in, with those shapes in that period, and as such, quote, some of Gibson's accused trademarks are invalid because they are generic and or incapable of serving as a source identifier for guitars. I got to side with Dean on this one. If I were to offer my opinion, um, I don't think anybody in their right mind has ever looked at a Dean guitar and gone, that's a Gibson. That weird, obnoxious V-shaped headstock is definitely a Gibson. I, I'm i buying myself this really nice Gibson Explorer. No one has ever done that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, no. You know, if here's where Dean Guitars sells to. I really like Pantera. I'm going to buy this guitar because I'm a Pantera fan. That's fine. But th- this this whole thing is crazy. I'm really curious to see what the next step is. Spoiler alert. It's going to be Gibson losing the lawsuit. That's my prediction. But, uh, yeah, it's been a lot of drama. A lot of, please stop this. Please just make nice guitars. Please sell them at prices that someone can afford. Yeah. And just Yeah. Yeah. So, I- I'm-, I'm curious to see where it'll go. I was really excited, and then I was really let down. And uh, I think I'm going to have to stick to my guns and say I'm not buying a new Gibson for a very, 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 very long time, if ever again. Right. There's plenty of great used ones out there. Um, There's so many great used ones. And as previously and mentioned, I don't make do, a lot of money, so. But you do own a fantastic SG already. I do. Oh, gosh. And I think uh, I love you. for the listeners out there, um, Al has been kind of cuddling with his SG <laughs> since he got here today. Uh, and he went on a great monologue about how f- fantastic this guitar is to him and how much he loves it and the finish and, yeah. and, and everything uh, right before I hit uh, the record button today. And I wish I had captured it because it was very candid and very, <laughs> very fangirl. It was. It was. I mean, the, 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 long, the, the short version of what he's referencing is I bought... Yeah, brand new in 2003, uh, an SG Standard. And it is a natural burst finish SG Standard. So it's not red, it's not black, which is the only other finish options that they offered, and for the most part have ever offered. Hmm. Um, it starts off as a natural blonde mahogany and bursts into a warm caramel towards the edges. It is the sexiest finish I've ever seen on an SG. And I'm glad I have it on my SG. It's pretty uncommon although they did reissue the color sort of um 
six or seven years ago, and it doesn't look as good. It's kind of orangey, and I don't like it very much. And that might be snooty of me. I don't care. I think you've been very vocal lately on your social, too, about uh, your disdain for the cherry burst. Is it? Oh, Heritage Cherry Sunburst? Heritage Cherry Sunburst. Yes. Listen, and I'm sorry. I mean, we don't have to go into I it. I know your pan is a Heritage Cherry Sunburst. That looks better. Oh, actually, it's a tri, tri burst. It's a tri three color sunburst. Come on now. It's a little better. And I stress little better because it's got that little bit of black to. You know I love that guitar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But let's just call a spade a spade. Or I'm going to call a spade a spade. Mm-hmm. And it's not really calling a spade a spade. It's expressing my opinion. So I'm not wrong. I'm not right. You are right. But Heritage Cherry Sunburst is definitely the most garbage finish that Gibson <laughs> has ever made. It's garbage. It's garbage. It's garbage i don't care if it's on the 59 Les paul it's ugly the only way that finish looks good is after 70 years of being played really hard and exposed to way too much sunlight so it turns into something else it's not air just cherry sunburst why is that a new finish on Les paul's it's stupid and on that <laughs> hey thanks for turning into the turning into the cultured guitarist um now, you know what? If you like that finish, that's great. You're the one that has to like your guitar, not me. Yeah. You need to love your guitar. If you have a guitar that's heard to Trace Sunburst and you love it, it probably who cares? plays amazing. Yeah. Lots of people bought that finish. It's still in the catalog for a reason. Mm-hmm. I don't, you don't, you know, who cares what I say? I you don't. Have to, yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> On that note, thanks for turning in. Turning in? Tuning in. Tuning in. Tuning we're not, in. Tuning are we not in? tuning in anything? Thanks for checking out. Yeah. Or checking or, out. or downloading. Are we going to Listening. Down- listening. Thanks for Thanks listening. Thanks for listening. I like that better. That's probably. It's, it's kind of passive and benign, but it, it'll work. Well, it's also the only way to enjoy a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. We're not YouTubing this. No. So, I mean, this is. We can. We could. It'll be very. Like a blue screen, just with some sounds. <laughs> we just we just, just us pre- talking and a put blue the screen. episodes up with us, like pictures of us, like at graduation or something. Like, <laughs> this our high is school a slide show. Photos, just... <laughs> there you go. I like that plan. <laughs> Cindy Lauper, time after time, playing in the background as we talk about how much I hate Char- Heritage Cherry Sunburst. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, no, thanks. Seriously, guys and gals and and aliens, thanks for listening. Please. You know, like and share it. Please tell other people if you if you if you liked what you heard. Yeah. Um, and Comment. let us know what you did. Let us like know, yeah, or did like, <laughs> like it. If Al's rambling is too much for you, oh my gosh. let us know. That's all we're gonna hear about. <laughs> Shut up, Al. No. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard it's Cherry Sunburst Les Paul. Al, what's the problem? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're going to get hate mail. I am this. Going, I know, <laughs> and it's okay. I'm gonna stand by it. I'm gonna you stand should. By it. Yeah, you should. Thanks for uh, thanks for checking out. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll we'll see you next time. Yep. Ciao for now.